This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, uh, first mate Cedric Espen, sump, piped aboard, the good ship blindside. He's in the uh, there to uh, torch the uh, blindside blue paper once again, and it's the sound of the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ on board. Welcome aboard, Skip. Now, Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Uh, well, you know, look, I say it this time every week, and why should I Why should I change the habit of a lifetime? What a week, what an incredible week. A week when too much sport is belly up. So much excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement. All the big issues hit the fan when the A-bomb reduced the city build of weatherboard and twig... Sorry, weatherboard to twigs and rubble and radioactive dust. It's the story of the bomb. It's now a major motion picture... The inventor, as in is the central figure, uh, coming to a cinema near you. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, television, etc., film, The Logies, only seven sleeps away. And, uh, you know, can I say the atmosphere this year, 2023, is across the television world is electric. I mean, so much going on, the writers' strike, the actors' strike, probably won't be able to see anything but, uh, well, test pattern if they still have it. I'm not sure if test pattern's still a thing, but let's hope it is because that's what you'll be looking at, or that... <laughs> white noise picture. Anyway, Logie's on next uh, Sunday night. Not tomorrow, but tomorrow week. And, uh, you know, it's uh, let's not forget the Logie's is television's night of nights. And speaking of night of nights, how about tomorrow night? Seven, DWTS, Dancing with the Stars. It's been incredible this year. The footwork, the dipsy doodle around the back door, the uh, lifts, the, um, the grand jeté, the plies, etc. The mirror ball goes off tomorrow night, and I know I, for one, will be glued. Um, now, as you know, the blind side focuses forensically on the spirit of rugby league and ethical obligation. And so let's go back and have a look at some of the highlights of last weekend's matches. Uh, big numbers to begin with, none bigger than the Parramatta v Titans clash at Combank. Parramatta reduced 11 for the most part of the stink. Still did enough to win, but I believe they've damaged their September to, you know, completely now with the big two being set off for some time. And, of course, Dylan Brown still not able to come back. And I'm talking about Sivo and uh, obviously uh, uh, on the bench riding the pine. And this Arvo, uh, the Eels have an enormous challenge taking on the cows at Seabus Super Stadium. I love a super stadium and I love Seabus Super in particular, Seabus Super Stadium. Incidentally, can I point out that the wickerware is full? There's no need for more clubs to get involved in the basket case action. League Supremo Volandis does not have a lazy million lurking at uh, the HQ, that's NRL HQ, for extensive renovations on the basket. I mean, nothing was allocated. He didn't expect it to be a problem, but it's become a problem. When in the 2023 budget, there's nothing, nothing there. And with Vegas looming, you know, rugby league's doing it tough. 
I mean, really tough. Like as rest of Australia, you can't separate rugby league from the rest of Australia, from people going to Coles and Woolworths, doing the shopping, going to the fruit market. It's all the same thing. Doing it tough. Now, and what are the fouls up to? I mean, how about... I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the whole Steggles organisation as well, who sponsor this busted ass operation, week in, week out, never complaining. I've never heard anybody from Steggles complain at all about the quality of their product. Anyway, the hen house must be in a tiz after the storm behaved like a fox, nicking all the eggs and running up a score of 30 to 16 last weekend. Headless chooks were mentioned. Now, match of the round Thursday night, I've described it as Spoon Bowl. And I wasn't alone. Tigers v Big Red V playing for the spoon. This is Thursday night. Uh, and top spot in the basket for the off-season. <laughs> I mean... You can hang a hat on that. You can build a career around that. Top spot in the basket for the off-season. The jingle when the hooter blew, 18 to 14 with the stripy catch reaching for the spoon in the cutlery door. Good luck finding that big, big server in there. Now, tennis and a five-set final was unleashed at SW19 last weekend. The plucky Spaniard Alcaraz emerging victorious. Great match. When uh, Novak smashed the racket, though, I believe the tournament director should have stepped in and told the champ to play with the busted lump. Uh, you should have said, buddy, you smash and now play with it. The crowd want entertainment. They haven't come to see you moaning and groaning about busted rackets. Play on! Now, by the way, how loud is a grunt allowed to be at SW19? Novak, I believe, was pinged a point for a very big one. Most thought of it was an attractive addition to his skill set. Late in his career, he's found a way to really let one go. AFL, and what's this nonsense about a wild card round? Yeah, this allows a couple of dud teams to make the finals. It's a joke. I mean, the AFL in their stupidity created the bye at the final of the uh, after the home and away fixtures before the finals, and now they want to plug that gap with a lunatic confection that will allow teams that couldn't make the eight to play finals. I mean, it's right against the spirit of the game. You know, I never thought I'd say this about the murderers' wheeze. It's just not egalitarian. The game is built on the idea there's two teams spread all over the ground, they bounce the ball and two teams have a go at it. Now we're going to get some sort of leg up into the finals courtesy of a legacy operation from the murderer. I mean, it's it's drivel from a man who knows the tide has turned. And the sooner he leaves on the tide, the better. Cycling and the Tour of France is brought to a shattering standstill by some clown wanting to take a selfie. Imagine all the hard work, the years of effort, all reduced to smearage by some clown who thinks the Tour is all about him or her. And it was stumbling, bumbling, grumbling effort from the old gold fruit and nut against the powerhouse poke of the pampas, the pumas of Argentina. It was a characteristically shambolic knockabout, knockabout by the deadbeats in Daffodil. They were my words entirely, and I take them. I don't resolve from them. The dismal dafts shot off their toes, lacked composure, were manoeuvred out of their comfort zone, and at the death were able to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. It's such an old tune with that lot. I could hum it in my sleep, and I find myself often waking and screaming that I'm doing it again. Now, tune, Puma's 34, Old's 31. Supercoach Jones said post-tutor, this is the daffodil coach Jones, said, we shouldn't have lost. We only have ourselves to blame. He reiterated that the whole wheeze is still on track for the World Cup success. And guess what? Next up, MCG. Next weekend, All Blacks v Dafs. It's going to be on. Now, steps uh, to success for the fruit and nut remain. A good hard look at themselves, a step up, a line in the sand, a swerve past the panic button. 
Women's cricket, and at least there's something good to talk about here. The multi-format uh, Ashes series was drawn as the Aussies lost the final ODI to England, but both sides were level on points, so the trophies stay with the holders. Guess who's got it? We have. We drew, but we still keep it. It's great. Now to the trots, and we don't get enough opportunity to talk about trots, uh, but the big news from Tabcourt Park Manangle is that John Singo Singleton slot in, slot in the world's richest harness race, the Eureka, this September will be filled, wait for it, by the horse that impresses him the most in the Singo, named after him obviously, which will stop the nation on August the 19th. It's a race that has everyone talking, this Singo. It's got a great, and look at the prize that's on offer, a chance to be wear Singo's colours in the Eureka. I think it might be a million dollar trot race, the uh, Eureka. And in sad news for NSW TAB at least, and I hope this doesn't isn't reflected in TABs across the nation. The management have had to can the very popular odds and evens bet. Now, look, I, I it wasn't something that talked to me an odds and evens bet. You know, you've got to bet whether it's going to be odds and evens, etc. It's dropped off the twig due to lack of interest. I understand it just didn't talk to kids. It was too difficult for kids to understand. Boxing and great news. There's a new pr- punching prodigy in our midst, Paulo. Akuzo, Akuzo, the prod is hoping to fight a world title eliminator on the undercard of the next Nikita Zoo Night of Stinks. Paolo is on a five, uh, well, a streak of five, putting away Reynold Quinlan on Wednesday night. I love a prodigy. I love a world title eliminator. Who doesn't? The Southpaw's heavy's next opponent. It's a bit, t- well, it's a bit TBA, a bit head in the bag at the moment. But when we know, you'll know. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man of who's the voice of hope to step up for a spray. The the week, this week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is again fully focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. I mean, what am I telling this for? Prices have gone berserk. All Australians are living this nightmare. But I did spot Golden Circle Australian tin pineapple slices. Wait for it. 400 grams for $4. It's roughly a dollar 100 grams. It's a beautifully cut ring, full of flavour, ideal for cakes, pizza, sweet and soup and sour dishes, and even soups. Uh, with this simple summary of the week's events, including an update on the Golden Circle Australian tin pineapple slices, uh, from the supermarket coalface, the voice demonstrates his love for all Australian families and the respect he has for Aussies waddling through the valley of death in this, uh, well, that's certainly baked into his spray, like hopefully the pineapple's baked into your cake. Uh, Roy of Hope belongs to the Activated One, rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it, outstanding, he's super excited to be here. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless side this week? Fully six, seven, eight. Uh, yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and of course, happy rugby league. To you and, of course, and to your uh, uh, family. And a uh, happy rugby league to, well, proud, decent, family-minded Aussies. Filled with pride. That's right, pride. Pride. It's an old-fashioned word. Pride in the Women's World Cup. Pride in the flawless organisation of the ticketing. <laughs> and pride in just being an Aussie, enjoying Aussies do what Aussies do. Being proud. Being proud. Proud Aussies. Now, Cam Smith, well off the pace in the British Open, six behind at this stage. Uh, it was a sort of up and down round for Cam. Uh, I wouldn't write him off just yet, but almost. Uh, now, as HG has mentioned, Alcaraz has dethroned the Joker at Wimbledon. And uh, a lot of very what I'd describe as ungracious behaviour from uh, the man they call the Joker. Unedifying. Unedifying. I think he was given a fine, a record fine of 
might have been ten thousand dollars. Oh, sorry, ten thousand pounds, uh, which is nothing to him. Uh, I would have thought, you know, two hundred times that might have been closer to the mark uh, as a fine for that behaviour. Uh, on the upside, however, in the women's, uh, Vodorosa becomes the first unseeded woman to win the championship in history. Is that right? That's right. The uh, closest anyone's ever got as unseeded was uh, our very, very good friend uh, Billie Jean Moffat, as she was then, now Billie Jean King, who was unseeded and lost to Margaret Court many, 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 many years ago. Does that surprise you? It that, did, yeah, yeah it yeah. did, it did. Now, uh, Aussie on uh, Ange's uh, Hotspur go down to West Ham in Perth 3-2. A very entertaining game. Uh, Ange was uh, philosophical about it. He said the boys were adapting to the new attacking style and uh, looking forward to uh, moving on. And I think there are a couple of other friendlies lined up around the place. Uh, I'm not too sure where the next one is. I think it might be in Singapore or somewhere odd like that. Oh, could be. Uh, but we wish uh, Ange all, all the very best. And uh, don't forget... Ange is, uh, of course, an Aussie, if I didn't mention that. I might have called him Aussie Ange. He is Aussie Ange because he is proud of, you know, proud of things Australian. He's an Aussie. Mm. And uh, he was very pleased with, uh, he didn't say as much, but it was tacit to his comments that he was very proud the way the ticketing had been organised for the Women's World Cup, and I agree with that. Uh, The Wallabies, as HG's mentioned, well, they don't fail to disappoint, do they? No. Don't fail to disappoint against Argentina. <laughs> but uh, Coach Jones says he's confident that the Bledisloe will be returning to Australia. I mean, what planet is this bloke on? I mean, well, where is this bloke coming from? I mean, Reality and Jones have never seen eye to eye and never there's been such a gap between the two in the, as evidenced in that comment. I mean, we're not going to win the Bledisloe. We're not. We're not. It's not going to happen. It's not. Uh, anyway, We'd probably well, would po- I love to be proven wrong? Yes. yes. There'd be no prouder Aussie than me yeah. if those wallabies, those... Plucky. With those caramello bloody, uh, what are they, oh. those teddy bears, or what are they, the wallabies, those well, wallaby yeah, chocolates, you can buy the which wallaby I haven't chocolate. tried yet. I no, I haven't tried, not tried them either I haven't yet. tried them yet. And they're white chocolate, weren't they? Bird on... I, I, I don't bird like white, white chocolate. chocolate or I don't something? like chocolate. I like dark chocolate. Anyway. I tell you what, it'd be better if they played in the nude. That'd get a crowd along. Suppose it would. We don't want to encourage sickos, though. Oh, no, no sickos. Sickos at bloody rugby rugby matches matches as it is. is. Now, Aussie Moses Henriques, whom I always listen to, always, uh, he says that uh, the uh, he's one of the captains of the new uh, US cricket franchises, and he says cricket is going to take America by storm. Now, the timing couldn't be worse in terms of rugby league in Las Vegas. It's terrible. It's terrible time. Imagine that. I know, I know. There we have cricket, everyone talking cricket when we're trying to get rugby league up. I know, it's just madness. I mean, why isn't one talking to the other here? Why aren't Aussies talking to Aussies? I know. I just don't get it. And the ticketing? Ticketing's fantastic. Thanks. First class. Chris Broad says he's uh, learnt to play... Like an Aussie. Well, that's just not true. Broad is a buffoon. A total buffoon. A clown. Uh, Only thing missing is the clapper shoes. They'll come. 
They'll come, I suppose, I suppose. Look, we, we've had uh, people who are theatrical in their style. I suppose Merv Hughes would have been Oh, one. very theatrical. But Merv was never a buffoon. No. Never. I mean, no. he was a bit of a clown. Yeah. But entertaining. Yeah, with it. Always entertaining and mm. loved everywhere, everywhere mm. he went. Mm. Remember he'd do those funny exercises out in the boundary and the crowds would get involved. Yeah. They loved it. Crowds everywhere, you know, all over the world. People wanted to be just like Merv. Can I just say here, no one in the world wants to be like Broad <laughs> because Broad is a buffoon and there's a difference between being a buffoon and being a clown. We can smile and be amused by a clown. Some people are a little bit frightened by clowns, but uh, generally speaking, we can be amused by them. Buffoons, we don't even pity. No. No. And Broad, don't forget, he's a buffoon. Uh, now, the Australian women's career, of course, have retained the Ashes, as you mentioned, and, uh, gee, it was a close-run thing, very close-run They're very run lucky thing. they got down to the final ball, I That's think, right. in this one. And with the, uh, the men's uh, Ashes, it looks like we're going to be relying on the weather to get us over the line because, the, the look, honestly, the team was appalling last night. They've been appalling in this Buffoons. whole game. Buffoons? They've Close learned from to, Broad. They've learned from they're playing they've like Broad. Yeah, I know they've been infected by Broad. They've been infected by Broad. I know they have. They've been looking at the 600 have. wickets and saying, why they're, can't we do that? They're lacking confidence. They're mm. lacking skills. They're lacking direction. I don't know what's going on. But the fulcrum would appear to be the Bairstow moment. That really got unhinged. them, I think. That's unhinged them. Mm. Anyway, uh, all we can do is fingers crossed and pray for rain. <laughs> and I hate that. Mind you, it gives, uh, you know, Tubby and co a chance to talk about things on Channel 9's coverage this evening, uh, where there'll be a lot of rain, we hope, and gives them the opportunity to talk about what would happen, mm, you know, if it wasn't raining, and B, some highlights of things we've seen before with further analysis, uh, especially Tubby taking us through from, you know, an English point of view and perhaps an Australian point of view. I would love that. I would just love that. And then we'd go to Heels and Co. sitting at a desk. Thank you very much. Snooty Bray! You've been listening. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, now, the Commonwealth Games, man, are they finished? Oh, we might unpack this a little bit later on. I noticed that Tom Tate, the mayor of the Gold Coast, he wants them. Uh, I don't know what influence Tom Tate has anymore when it comes to the... the uh, the uh, the uh, Commonwealth Comic movement, games. the Commonwealth movement as such, but uh, it's interesting to see it could go at the Gold Coast. I, I noticed the great Basil Zemplis, the Lord Mayor of Perth. Yeah, Lord Basil. Lord Basil has put his hand up, yeah, saying we'd we'd love to we'd love it here, and if anyone could organise it, Basil could. And remember, of course, they've got the facilities. I think they had the Empire Games, which predate the Commonwealth Games, they back did. in about 1962. They did, they did. And they've got a pool there that they built I for know, that. And I know, I, I know. mean, they'd probably find some billets available for easily, people to come. Easily, easily, easily. Uh, Les Kiss is to replace Brad Thorne as the Reds coach. We wish Les all the best. Uh, Les, we recall, as being a terrific player for North Sydney Bears, I want to say, and he might have been, uh, might have represented at origin level, and I think he might have been a kangaroo as well, we wish Les all the best. Uh, we thought it was going to work out for Brad, but uh, it didn't. Don't know what went wrong, but I'm sure there's a book in it. I uh, hope someone's working on that now. Brad Thorne, what went wrong? Just a tentative title, I mean. It's the sort of thing that would walk off the shelves. A uh, wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Um, trouble in Tiger Town, well... <laughs> When is there not trouble, trouble in Tiger Town? Seems that Benji uh, wants uh, the Raiders' Aiden Caesar to replace Brooks, 
who's going to Manly, you'll recall, and Scott Fulton, Scott Fulton wants Penrith's uh, Jack Cogger. I think either player would be good, mm-hmm. really, but uh, I don't know which way the cards are going to fall there. Um, it's become an issue. Benji is insistent and Scott Fulton is uh, insistent and I don't know who is going to play Solomon here. No idea. Why is there so much focus on the Tigers? I mean, they're just every day there's because, page after page Because after they're page. running around with uh, hand grenades, tucking them in their own underpants and setting them off. Fair enough. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Now, do they want that sort of publicity? I don't know. Mm. It's, a str- it's a strategy I don't understand. Yeah. It'd be much better just to huddle down inside their centre of excellence and work on their rugby league skills. Correct. Now, Ian Heads and George Piggins are ushered into the Rugby League Hall of Fame to join Rabs. I think Rabs around this time was uh, ushered in this time last year. Yeah. And it's good to have a journalist there. I think Ian Heads was a, has been a Top terrific man. journalist. 34 books, I think. 34 books about rugby, rugby league. league. Yeah. Only about rugby That's league. That's right. That's right. I think the first one was just called Rugby League. Uh, the second one was uh, the Rugby League I know. Uh, living with Rugby League. I love Rugby League. Rugby League and Me was one I recall, beautifully written. Rugby League and My Friends. Mm-hmm. Rugby League and Family. Aussies in Rugby League. Living with Rugby League. The Rugby League Disease. Where Rugby League Got It Right. I mean, there are some terrific books by Ian Heads. I know. All very, very readable. And the lovely thing about it, value for money. Uh, I don't think there's one Ian Heads book that's under 100,000 words. Is that right? All about Rugby League. All about Rugby League. Uh, and of course, George Piggins, uh, one of the saviors of Souths. Yes, yes. One of the one of the heroes. Heroes, that's uh, right. He and Andrew Denton. He, I, yeah, I he rescued it from rescued Murdoch's... it from oblivion. Yeah, exactly. Murdoch trying yep. to get we rub it have, out. We rub it out. Souths. Without those two, we wouldn't have a South. No. And that's got to be acknowledged. And we do acknowledge it. Mm. And there's the Ian Heads book, the Saviors of Souths by Ian Heads. Beautiful book. Uh, now the Souths brick in the wall tour. Ah. Generating plenty of excitement. Of course, it went pear-shaped last night. That was the first stop in the They kept shooting themselves in the foot. (coughs) They couldn't hold the ball. Passes were dreadful. They didn't know completion rate. They were rubbish. They were rubbish. I had to say it. And you can read it in the new Ian Heads book that's being published tomorrow. Souths, they were rubbish. Make of that what you will. Want to get more involved in Rugby League? Drop into Rugby League World in Ipswich and talk to the team. No appointment necessary. Search Rugby League? Yes. And follow the links. Discounts for bludgers on the blind side. And Thursday night, Roy, what an occasion. You know, we have so long in the build-up, so much excitement unleashed. Yep. At Stadium Australia, and I use that term because we we take all what a great great uh, atmosphere. It was incredible, and you know what? I saw. I I felt as though, obviously, feeling Australia should win, and you know, never think anything else really when Matildas go out. I thought it was a very even match. Well, and uh, the penalty, you know, oh, what a penalty that was! Never seen a better penalty taken. Look, I thought the the Matildas were very ordinary. I didn't think they played very well at all. 
The, the passes were poorly timed. They weren't sticking. They were, they were obviously very nervous and anxious. And the long passes were dreadful. Dreadful. Really. Yeah. dreadful. But can they I were say, very lucky to get away with it. Can I? Because Ireland, they're, I mean, they're, they, really, they, they they're not a, easy beat. They had a wet sail coming home. And, and can I point out that they, they played in the Aussie style? They did. Plenty of grunt in your face. In, in your, your face. face. Yeah, if you're going to kick me, I'm going to kick you back. That's it. I like that. Yeah. And so that's why I felt as though I could have gone either way. Can I just put you, ask you, I don't. I disagree with you for one moment, yeah. but look at the what the Matildas show compared with our cricketers. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? Chalk and cheese, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, everything was, you know, off the pace yeah. and stuffed up, yeah. but they got the job done. They got the job They're done. They're outstanding and that And that's regard. what the cricketers cannot do at the moment. They cannot get the job done. And the excitement on the journey ahead of them. There's so mm. much to they bank those three points and Nigeria yep. are drawing with, uh, oh, with Canada. Canada. Oh, that's a windfall for us. Indeed, wind in our sails. Yeah. And the rough and tumble of the Aussie style, I don't dislike. No. Uh, you know, you no, no, no. Dis- Look, they, they, they played with such verge, verve and, uh, and accuracy and discipline against France. Uh, the the, uh, pass, yes. the passing was fantastic. That was in the warm-up game. That was in though. the warm-up game. And I take oh, your they, point they about had surg- Surgical precision. All of that had gone. And yet they it must have been the anxiety, the stress, the kerfuffle, the, and the kerfuffle of the circumstance. Yeah. Yes, that's right. With Curse having sit out. But can yeah. I just point out that the thing that shocked me most, and this will mm. surprise a lot of people, and I shouldn't say this, yeah. was what was Bruce wearing. Oh yes, it Bruce must ju- have been cold. He feels the cold. He these feels days. the cold. But did he have to turn up in that "Look at me" jacket, the double breaster with the big buttons? Yes. I mean, it was just screaming idiocy. Yes. I know nothing about what I'm talking about. As it mm. turned out, that's true. That's the, true. The coat bespoke the act. Yeah. But I've got to say, is that uh, you know, with the wind in our sails, those crowd, I, I put mm. down. Most of the goal to the crowd. Yes. It was just a wonderful crowd. It so was. pleased to be at last seeing world quality yes. you know, women's cup That's football. right. Yep, yep. After all the build-up and the ticketing fiasco, as you pointed out. Yes, yeah. Oh, well, the ticketing was terrific. Look, I, I, uh, the, the seats we had coincided with the ticket we had. So it, it really worked out well. Uh, and uh, I, I had a little bit of uh, curried uh, curried chicken. Did you? It was completely edible. Could have been a little bit warer, but it was fine. And what was your pie like? I saw the pie was very nice. Yes, very yes. nice. Hot enough. Yeah. And just the right amount of tomato sauce was very, very nice indeed. Right. No, I, I couldn't criticise any aspect of the uh, experience the uh, and, at, at Stadium Australia. Magnificent. And, and going to it and from it, I know you took the train the out. The train, yeah. yeah the train the, was great. The atmosphere yeah, on the, the train, train was, was a, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of rugby league talk, which surprised me. Well, perhaps it didn't surprise me. but. Uh, and are it. you hoping to get to other games with yeah. the Matildas? Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you become rusted on. Oh well, yeah. I, I, and the Kerr absence didn't bother you. It did bother me. It bothered me a lot. And did you think they handled it right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think they had to keep it as secret as they and could. And do you think that we're learning now how to deal with this top flight of competition that we're involved in? Yeah. You know, cheating and you know not telling anybody what's going well, on. Look, and... nobody cheated. Sorry, nobody cheated. Mm-hmm. We just kept, or the Gustafsson and Co. just kept the information to themselves until yeah. the last minute. And let's um, face it, others could find out if they yeah, well, that's you know, knew what that's questions true. to ask. But as the uh, news spread through the crowd, you could see the sea of disappointment spreading. Yeah, a lot there, of people were cur freaks. No I know a lot of cur freaks there. Yeah, I just hope. I, my fear is that uh, Sam may not be able to participate in any aspect of this competition. No. Uh, that's my fear. Uh, they're saying she'll be out for two games. Well, let's hope Good luck. That's, that's what it is. 
Leichhardt Oval has the oldest rugby league toilets in the world. They must be preserved. Bludging on the blind side is asking all lovers of the greatest game of all to sign the petition and send a strong message to the Inner West Council, the Parrotted Government and Federal authorities to keep their hands off our history. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Okay, it appears that Seven have got the uh, Matilda matches. Mm. Uh, and you have to go to Optus Sport for all the others. Is that right? Yeah, so it does make it... Uh, Is that easy to access, as you say, uh, on a smart TV? Can you just access that? You would be able to, sure. I think. You know, okay. you might have to play... But a, a lot of Aussies don't have smart TVs. No, they'll have to go... So to what their... do they do? These live sites. Live sites. Yeah, I, I know, but if you want to watch it from your lounge room... Yeah, I assume the live sites are putting up all the matches, by the way. Well, I they, might would be be. they would I'm, be. I might be wrong about that, but... Uh, well, there's certainly all the Matilda matches will be. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. Without but a doubt. I was just hoping that, say, some of the matches that I read out today, yeah. you know, say... You can go to a live site. Zambia v Japan. That's a, at a live site? Yeah, that's at a live site, Good. hopefully. At 5 o'clock, I've Good. got it Eastern, 5 o'clock Eastern, take a few beers along. Good. Sitting outside. Are you allowed and, to take food to a live site? You are. Good. You can take a picnic down there and sit on a rug, some of them beautifully positioned, sure. you know, with a harbour in the Great background. atmosphere. Great atmosphere. Better than the ground, some say, and you don't have to worry about ticketing. You don't. Even though the ticketing's first class. And you're with other Aussies, by other and large. Aussies, by and large. And strike up relationships with other people. That's right. Make friends for life. Make friends for life. That should have been the slogan. Should have been. Women's World Cup, make, make friends, friends for life. friends for life. God, they missed that, didn't they? They did. They try and say that, but they don't say it nearly as elegantly or neatly as we so. do. No. no. <laughs> Common question. Are rugby league players good in a crisis? Fifteen academic studies conducted over 50 years have all concluded that rugby league players are 17% more effective in a crisis than any other group of people. Stats produced weekly on Bludging on the Blind Side. And, of course, the elephant in the room this week, apart from the success of the Matildas, is the Commonwealth Games fiasco. Oh, yes. Now, look, can I just say... There's two parts of this is yep. there's the money, the $7 billion, mm-hmm. but you've got to compare that with dreams. Oh, yeah. You know, the value what of dreams. What price do you put on a dream? Exactly. And I'm talking about young Aussie athletes who may be in their teenage years now and we yeah. have to wait until 26 so they'll be a few years older. That's right. Obviously, with their one chance yeah. and they're thinking the shop puts on at Swan Hill yeah. in 2026. Yes. And I can see as this is an entry to a career success which will take me to the top of shop putting in the world. That's right. Obviously sponsorship deals with people like, and I hope I get this right, Adidas or Puma or whoever it is. Or Cadbury's, they might reach out. Cadbury's. And Come out with a, with a, you know, a shot put based or themed chocolate. What a great idea that is. <laughs> What a great idea that is. Yeah. A shop put themed chocolate. <laughs> would it be round? Yeah, well, you'd call them Cadbury's heavyweights, wouldn't you? You would. <laughs> now, and dreams, you know, people are only able to dream at a certain point in their life because other things get in the road. You had to buy a car and it gets crashed and all of a sudden you owe mm. a lot of money and stuff like that, so you have to go to work. You can't spend all your time mm. thinking, I'm going to be a shop putter. No. And then we set against this, you know, as a gateway event, which would be a pathway. And what pathway does a shop putter have? None. No. You've only got the Commonwealth Games. Exactly. I mean, all those kids taking their shot out into the backyard to train, train and train with a view to 
2026. up 2026 in Ballarat or wherever it was going to be. Swan Hill. Or Swan Hill mm. and claiming gold and having sponsors, as you say, running at them saying, you know, sign this, sign this, sign this. There's thousands of dollars. Thousands yeah. of dollars and, you know, you're, you're invited to join yeah, shows on TV, like, I don't know. Well, Hame show. Hame show. Take right. us through it. Yeah. <clears throat> when did you get the idea? Yeah. How long have you been th- pushing the shot? Well, Dad gave me, you know what I mean, off it goes. <laughs> Writes itself. <laughs> Writes itself, yeah. And Look, I, I, I find it, uh, I find the budgeting passing strange. I, uh I uh, take on board the thoughts of John Steffo Stephenson. Oh, do Steffo Stephenson's come out. John Steffo Stephenson yeah. thinks the figures are rubbery. He thinks the figures are rubbery. He doesn't believe the six over six billion towards seven billion figure at all. He doesn't believe a word of it. In his view, he thinks there's. Is some, he? He's, I, I don't know if he has any economic. Has he got a pocket calculator? I, I've no idea. He would have on his phone. I, look, I think he just feels numbers. Ah, feels. It doesn't feel right to him. It doesn't, and, and he's not alone. Others have come out saying it doesn't feel right. Well, Basil certainly. Basil Zemplis doesn't yeah, feel. Yeah, that's right. He thinks, but he knows numbers. He had budgets to deal with as Lord Mayor of you know, millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars, billions of dollars. Of course he would. But my view is that there is a solution there, and that is to take it back to simplicity. Look, it's a sports carnival. The Commonwealth Games are a sports car. People forget that. You could have it over in an afternoon. <laughs> Bring the athletes out, billet them overnight. Aussies would open their homes to them. And hearts. Or hearts. Open up at the garage. They could stay there. It would be lovely. They'd love it. You'd meet people, get a real experience of what it's like to be an Aussie. They would. Have the uh, have the event, the sports carnival in the afternoon. Everyone goes home. It's wonderful. I know. Cost you nothing. Yeah. Can I come to it from the other way? Let's say because you don't need opening ceremony. You don't need any yeah. of that stuff. Well, we'd have all of that anyway. I know. A couple of crackers. Oh well, why and not? And dignitaries. I mean, I'm not sure who we could get. We could probably get the Logie winner. Oh well, that's to, an see idea. to open the game. Yeah, Hello, right. everyone. My name's Bloody Blah. Only if they do it for nothing. Well, of course they do. Volunteer. It's a Commonwealth Games, Roy. All you'd have to do is put out a, some sort of notice. Would all Aussie stars and celebrities turn up at what, whatever the oval's going to be for the Commonwealth Games opening? And that, then that, you'd fill it with stars. You could get that done next Sunday you night. You could, easily. Now, look, here's a few ideas. These are just thought starters. I'm not being prescriptive here. No. Lucky envelopes could get us started raising some money. Of course they could. How about bingo with John Coates calling the numbers? Yes. I mean, people are tuning in. Friday night bingo with Coatsy. Exactly. Now, okay. can I suggest. On all channels. On all channels. Must yeah. take, yeah, even like the a, ABC. Yeah, like a uh, telethon. That's it. Now, then we could get people who we know are good with figures and numbers and know their way around David politics. Kosh, he's got time on his hands. He's retired. He'd, he'd be great. He's an but accountant, isn't he? Go to people with a record. Daryl Maguire. Yes. See the Centre of Excellence, the yep. Recital Hall. Look the, how uh, those numbers are stacked up. Exactly. They're just wonderful. Yep. And let's not forget that he, he's he got the he's the soft furnishings whiz in the Wagga area. He is. If there would need to be reed fits or decorations, yes. I'm sure he'd Well, maybe Wagga could put its hand up. Well, it could. It could. certainly is. I mean, if we stuck with the Victorian model, but why? I, I have limited myself to thinking about remaining in Victoria, where okay. some work must have been done. Yes. In Swan enough. Hills, they must have marked out an area for the shot put. Shepparton must have the yeah. shooting under control and so yeah. on. Yeah. Now, um, chase the punting dollar. I mean, why not say, 
Sure, we're worried about the role of, uh, you yeah. know, punting in the community and bets on television and, uh, you know, endless sure. ads for all that stuff. Free it for the involvement in the Commonwealth Games. Free the yes. airwaves yes. for punting ads for the Commonwealth Games. Yes. Because it's doing something for the kids. Yes. Uh, get schools involved. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure for volunteers, maybe schools, some people could learn measuring. They could. Saying so in, in the... Or timing, using the stopwatch. Timing or, you know, the length of the j- yeah. long jump. Yes, oh, indeed. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's so yeah. many skills. Marshalling. So, marshalling, yes, yes, that's right. You know, We're, the pools, you've got to marshal, you know. You, next lot up, come on, come forward. I mean. They would be great skills for kids to Indeed. Have. It's something you can carry around with the rest of your life. I'm a marshal. I was a, were you a marshal? In 2026. Yes. Where were you? I was a, I was a marshal. Yeah, I was an Omeo. Yeah. And we had the relays there. That's all right. the swimming relays that's there. That's right. Now, make these games Aussie games forever. Oh. Now, this would be a, a selling point. Right. Do you understand what I, I mean? I think this Birmingham is... want to have it there forever. Yeah, I know. Well, hang on, hang on. See, hang everyone's probably putting their hands up now. I know. And we're going to lose it if we don't get moving on all this quickly. Mm. I mean, we win most of the events already. We do. And often we get one, two, three. We do. So why not just say to the people, look, it's going to cost us a bit to get this up and running, but they're going to be ours forever. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how excited people are about. It. Look, I see it as a pathway only. It's a pathway, and I think that's why that's the way Aussies view it as well. I don't know if Aussies are all that particularly attached to the Commonwealth Games. Right. That's an insight that I haven't had. Yeah. At all. Yeah. That that's the word on buses that I'm receiving that people don't really care about the Commonwealth Games all that much, but think it's an important pathway, as you mentioned, for our. Athletes. Future Olympic athletes. You know, you assume that, say, Michael Diamond started shooting in the Commonwealth Games. Well, he would have done. Got the big step up. That's I think, right. I uh, raised this because I think Michael's been shooting in Italy recently. He has. Great success. Yes. Now, how about roping in some of the old firms? Now, I've got two old firms in mind. Mm-hmm. The access that's Berejiklian and Maguire and Shotgun McKenzie. To yes. To do the easing the way through government. Yes. I mean, they, hand, they know how to create cash flows. Yes. And what about the RoboDebt 4? They could find money in a... In, People's pockets that were empty. Stuart Roberts, Como, that lot. That lot. Plus plus the public servants. They were terrific. Exactly, at the same time. So, plus the building of athletes to give the the world a taste of Australia. I think you're absolutely spot on there. You could put Adam Tudge in there as well. Tudge, he knows numbers. Well, I've got Tudge, Porter, Pastor Mo and Roberts. Porter! Yeah, Porter. He knows numbers. Yeah. You mean Christian Porter, West Australian bloke? Yeah, the West Australian bloke. So I'm thinking Australia-wide. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But are we... Are we of a mind that we want to do this? And I take your point entirely that there's something's gone wrong. Yes. In the understanding between the Birmingham Games, which everybody raves about. That's I mean, right. I was talking to people this morning about how great it was in Birmingham. That's right. Uh, that big steel bloody bull or whatever it was that came out. Wasn't that incredible? It was. Just it, incredible. The whole thing. The, the whole thing. The, the, mixed, the, the number of nations That's represented right. there. Of course, it's a melting pot, that part of England. Yeah, yep. The people from the subcontinent, from That's West right. Indies, you know, etc., all being part of it. That's right. It was just inclusive is the word inclusive, I'm struggling for. Yes, inclusive, inclusive, yeah. And a great uh, celebration of cultures and yeah. food and, all you know, right. sport and all that sort of stuff at one thing. And so they've got a great model. Yep. I mean, I'm not sure what we can do when we come to Shepparton. You'd have to have, you know, lamingtons and, uh, yes. you know, sort of craft beers and, uh, Would you, you know, really? Chico rolls, all from the local area. Local area, yeah. 
yes. you know, you wouldn't worry about chipping in. Oh, the Shepparton people would lift their game. You know, the bakers would obviously buy, order more flour and stuff and put out more loaves and things like that. I mean, I'm sure they'd rise to the occasion. And I'm pretty sure they'd do a green and gold sponge kiss with green one colour on Easy. one side of the kiss and yellow yes. on the other, that sort of That's thing. That's right, and green cream in their... In their matches. In their matchsticks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look, I think it's all there. Yeah. And is it a lack of imagination, do you think, that's preventing us or do you think it's gone? Look, I, I, I think, look, Aussies don't lack imagination. They don't. They don't. I think it's, it's a case in Victoria of imagination running wild, that all ideas were taken on board. How about we build this? How about we build this? How about individually you think all of those things are great? It's only when you put it all together you think, well, hang on, Who's 250,000 billion... Sure, it's going to be a great games, but but can I point out, and you and I know this very well, that the I consider the Commonwealth Games entry and all that sort of stuff great, mixing, melding pot, in diversity, sure. inclusion, not much more important than a school sports carnival. That's it, a sports carnival. That's so all why it is. We say we're going to have it, but you can't build anything more because you've all got swimming pools already. Use what you've you got. got. That's right. Now, who in the and society? make it great? Yeah, and believe in it. And believe in it. Who in there right A little mind? bit of Aussie know-how. And and Because once people get here, they, it doesn't matter what they did. They're not expecting much. But mm. once they fall under the dizzying spell of the Aussies, mm. being Aussies, mm. you know, billeting them, taking them out, barbecue, yeah. all of that. Have you tried out chocolate? Yeah. This, this is a caramel. This is a wallaby caramel. Have a go at that. Uh. They love it. <laughs> Can I point out? Can I point out that the other great thing about this mm. is that they would get the idea of what they should be doing when yes. the games come up, let's say they come up in Montreal next time. Yes. When they come up in Montreal, you've already built it. Yeah. People have built it, the garages, et cetera, That's like right. that. That's that whole right. That would be the model that would change the world. Footy heads. The ethical obligation concept is a core value at the Bludge, along with a celebration of football and the belief that many officials and players cheat. We take the rough with the smooth and swerve around the sickos, pervs and weirdos at bludging on the blind side. Time's getting away from us, so yeah. we should get to the talkback topic. Oh, How'd sure. you go? Yeah, last week's was, uh, is the coverage of NRL better without the player interviews? 77% said yes. Right. Now, right. looking carefully with using the metrics we're using, uh, most of those calls came from Queensland. Most of those calls. So uh, I, I don't know what that means. Very difficult to interpret. And was there any? Uh, I know. I know we haven't got mm. the wherewithal to probe this. Yeah. But you, just your gut feeling on those numbers mm. is they'd like it con to continue the seventy-seven so. percent. Yeah. Because let's face it. You know, taking it a week at a time. Yeah. You know, we're just looking at next week well, and focusing on the rabbits a, or whatever it is. Well, it's a sober <laughs> bit of information, and I, I'm, I'm sure you know Sneezeby and Co would be listening um, because. Chances are, if once the player strike is over and they start interviewing players again, numbers are going to go down. Yeah, and remember, of course, it's full of really stupid things like the person interviewing the players as they run off at half time. Yeah, everyone hates that. I know. I know. They, they hate say, it. They don't say anything. They, they don't, don't say anything of any interest. No, no, even even the man of the match. Yeah. I mean, people aren't interested in that. No. And I mean, what's he going to say? Oh, he's great. I mean, you're not going to get any insight. No. No. You're not you know how say you did it. As yeah. if he's going to tell you. Exactly. He's or, it's not in his interest to tell you. I know. And you can't bag the ref. You can't bag the ref. You can't or, say nothing. 
So why bother? And you would save money. You wouldn't have to have people dressed up in weird costumes down on the sidelines roaming around looking for someone to talk to. That's right, in an ill-fitting coat. Today's Talkback HG, uh, would State of Origin be better on Channel 7? Ah! Well, the cat's among some pigeons now. uh, Uh, You know how to get involved. Uh, You know the number to phone. There'll be no one here to answer it, but we get the message. Have you lost that old rugby league feeling? It can be there again and again and again. Visit the Church of Rugby League. Rugby League? Yes. Session times announced on Bludging on the Blind Side. Hey, yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, text number 0467 920 That's 0467 920 Or Roy at HG at ABC.net.au. That's Roy at HG at ABC.net.au. And Roy, the following people have. What do you got, buddy? Yes, they have, HG. Uh, this comes from Angus uh, from Fairlight. Uh, he says, given Victoria's decision to pull the hosting the two 2026 Commonwealth Games, perhaps now is time to fully realise Daryl Maguire's vision to make Wagga Wagga the, quote, blazing star of the southern universe. Ah, yes. Unquote. By yes. giving them hosting rights for the Games. You already have the clay target centre of excellence that can hold the shooting events and the opening ceremony could be held in the Riverina Conservatorium of, of Music. Well, that's a... Well, that's uh, two, two events. Two votes for Daryl. Yeah. And we've only been talking about it for half an hour. Half an hour, that's right. And Daryl's... Yeah, a lot of votes for Daryl. Visionaries, you see, visionaries. Yeah, and I love People that... People get things done. Yeah, I know. And the blazing star. Yeah, blazing star of the Southern see, Universe. Rob, I mean, who, who writes that sort of stuff these days? Only Daryl. Only Daryl. And I've got to say is I like the idea of localising and using, like... <clears throat> I don't know what harness racing facilities there are, but whether in Wagga we... Well, just... They'd be first class. Well, of course they're first class, but in the area, mm. we know about tomorrow, we know... you We're know, young, the young, heart of yeah, harness that, racing that, in Australia. Yeah. Indeed. Now, why couldn't harness racing be an add-on sport? Well... I know there's horse equine problems and... I know. ...and equus will worry, but nonetheless, we should be able well, to we'd solve we'd have to those. look at a budget. Thanks. We get Ste- John Steffo Stephenson to, to do that. Put the slide rule over I, that. I tell you, he could help out his Singo. Singo could. Yeah. Of course he could. He knows numbers. And horses. And he'd be happy to work for nothing. I know that as a fact. This comes from uh, Darren at Bateman's Bay. He said, oh, yeah. May I draw your attention to the existence of the following publication from 2005? Todd Woodbridge, The Remarkable Story of the World's Greatest Doubles Player. That can't be right. He says, how can one half of a doubles team claim to be the world's greatest doubles player? Surely Mark Woodford is the reason Todd had any success at all. Todd's book and his presence on the Wimbledon commentary team has pushed me to the point of despair. Wow. I, I, this book, I've got to track this down. Yeah, I have too. I reckon there's a film in it. There may well be a film You know, in a it. sort of humorous, sort of biopic, sort of warning style on Channel 9. Excuse me! Idea! Wake up! Um, <laughs> this, this comes from uh, this comes from uh, Tugger. Tugger, yeah, in, Tugger Coleman. No, it's Steve actually in Steve. Tasmania. Oh yeah, he says Jets happy rugby league. Just an, Ob- uh, an update from Hobart. Yes, good. Where a small group of us have been thinking about your recent suggestion regarding having the New South Wales Blues playing state of origin rugby against states other than Queensland. Yes. Obviously, this gives Tassie a chance to grab an easy win over the busted-ass Blues. 
We had a meeting for all interested parties and the three of us agreed once we'd worked out what the hip drop, six again and 40-20 means, we'd be good to go. <laughs> we'll initiate discussions with the Tasmanian government about using the new stadium and keep you both in the loop. That's excellent news. Isn't that good news? And see there, see? spring People, shoots, green shoots. So now, don't tell me that if we really got stuck, mm-hmm. we couldn't move the commie games down to Hobart and Tasmania generally. I suppose we could. Has that been I mean, mentioned? Well... Has anybody seriously said that yet? Such an obvious idea. See, there's so many parts of it already yeah. there. You know, like there's a great swimming community out Bishano Way and yes. be able to do the events there. Yes, and I you've mean, got all that dark mofo rehearsal. Yes, yes. I well, mean, they can handle the big events. They can, yes. This comes from uh, Nathan. Happy Rugby League. I was listening with bewilderment to your discussion poo-pooing the idea of a dram before, during and or after participating in physical exertion. Yeah, that's right, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you blokes must have short memories, as I'm sure at some point in the past 37 years you've educated the punters on the legend of the French rugby league superstar of the 1940s and 50s, Puy Gobert. Puy Gobert, yes. According to his Wikipedia article, the Wiley football fullback, Wiley, I like, I like that, that, renowned as the greatest Frenchman to lace up a boot, was known to drink up to three glasses of red wine during halftime. Wow. Uh, he was also noted for another, uh, a number of other eccentricities. He earned the name Pipette due to his habit of smoking on the field during games, once famously catching a ball with one hand while holding a cigarette in the other in a game against Wigan during a snowstorm. Now, I mean, you see, don't get those skills anymore. You don't, do you? no, that's right. I thought you could say, roll them. He could roll them by feeding a scrum. And, steered them around the paddock. Yeah, that's right, and then get the gasp of a light. That's kick, right. Kicking a conversion from the sideline. He was known to not tackle a player if he believed it would demonstrate the fall of his teammates for not previously making the tackle, often saying it was not the fullback's job to tackle. No, fair enough. Well, that's a view. I'm sure Gutho would agree with that. <laughs> After scoring tries... Puig would occasionally leave a small handwritten poem behind the opposing team's goal line designed to castigate and infuriate his, impo- his opponents. Mm-hmm. Like what? Oh, I don't know. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're you a dick, st- da da Yeah, your, you, your team stinks and so do you. Something like that, rhyming couplet, something yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's Puig. Puig. Uh, we, uh, I mean, see, you don't get characters. Characters, like exactly, characters. Roy, characters. And why don't we suggest mm-hmm. that if, we can get the Commonwealth Games up, that the characters are allowed to come. Yes. Is there any suggestion characters aren't allowed? Is that the Andrews position? Well, I do worry that the games... Like Stefo Stephenson, you mean? Those well, Stefo Stephenson, yeah, no, like uh, Jump and Jai Chirima. Jump and Jai Chirima. Yeah, Jump and Jai, the, the centimetre guy. The centimetre guy, that's right. <laughs> he was great. It's great. Now, Olympics, that was 2000, a long time ago. Yeah. Look, I know. there but is see, a sort when of... When it comes to... Commonwealth Games, though, I mean, the, the great wins, victories, etc. you don't remember them. No, but You if, just accept that we're going to win everything. Well, imagine if you had a smoker, you know, going the 100 metres and kept the, the gasp of light for the whole 100 metres. Swimming, you mean? Swimming. Yes. A, you know, fantastic. Sure. I mean, I'm not encouraging people to smoke. No, 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 of course not. But as showbiz. Showbiz, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what I think Smoke is... Smoke a horn in lane four, that sort of thing. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. From or, Bunbury. Or, 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 or leave one a light on the blocks as he dives <laughs> in. Comes it. back and gets yeah. it going at it then. Now, look, Astra, I... Astra Ashworth. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask, though, is what I'm 
I mean, I know I bang on about this all the time, mm. is these things often don't seem as though they're fun. No. And I think that fun should be part of it. The, well, the Commonwealth Games used to be the fun games. Exactly. Well, when did that disappear? Well, it disappeared when people tried to make it tarted up to make it look like the Olympics. Exactly. And it's not. It's not. It's, a, it's, it's never a, been the Olympics. It's a knockabout. It's a knockabout carnival. <laughs> a sports carnival. Yeah. Yeah, over in one For day. For people in T-shirts and shorts. Exactly. Exactly. You haven't got the money to buy. To buy fancy money. Yes. And stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's exactly a nonsense. Right. This comes from uh, Aaron. Aaron, yep. He says, have our rugby league. I wish to draw your attention to what seems to be a new act of grubbery seeping into the greatest game of all, instigated by Jack Hetherington of the Newcastle Knights. Oh, this will be good. The big win over the Tigers a couple of weeks ago saw Hetherington sin bin for the second time in as many weeks for face-slapping his opponents. I fear this is setting a new trend for our future generation of rugby league players in that slapping an opposing player in the face is an acceptable alternative to the good old-fashioned stink, an alternative to the traditional fist across the jaw. It begs the question, are these new centres of excellence now teaching this slapping method to the new generation of rugby league recruits and will it be embraced? Hetherington could possibly be creating history in the greatest game of all where in years to come they'll be talking about the jack slap method. Right, I haven't encountered this. I haven't. Can I, I just that. take? Uh, this I don't little... like it. I don't like slapping. No, I think it's it's cheap and nasty and not very interesting. Yes, but bumpers, yeah. which Tino from the Titans is really brought back in. Oh yeah, and the bumper Mar- bar with the elbows. People elbows love that. I know yeah. the ball in one elbow, the other one up. That's Bang. right. Yep. Perfect. Kids love that. Yep. And I see young kids down to the age of six doing it now. Yeah. Now the other one is Marty Tapao. I think got binned. Yeah. Last night in a match for you lifting did. the knee. You did. Beautiful. If you've got a chance to see it, that's a perfect I've never seen that before, but what an innovation. I mean, I hope Bellamy didn't see it because they'll all be doing it, won't they? Bludging <laughs> <laughs> on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Tony Archer Whistling School. <laughs> Blow like a pro. Now, um, uh, texts, Roy. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, um... Now, someone is asking for a shout-out to the ATW Tigers Bundaberg A-grade team who beat the hapless Harvey Bay Seagulls last week, 122-0. That's a win, isn't it? That is a win. Now, they're scoring... That's rugby league. Yeah, that's rugby league. So they're scoring at over one and a bit points a minute. Yeah. So one and a half points yeah. a minute. yeah. That's yeah. a hell of a scoring rate. I wonder what the completion rate was amongst the Seagulls. Not good, you'd imagine. Because they were getting the ball all the time. Yeah. I can't do the maths in reverse yeah. quickly enough, but every minute and a half. Mm. Peter Peter from Queensland is, uh, he says, I draw your attention to last night's presser from Ricky Stewart. Has there ever been a bigger anchor in the game? I'm so sick of his miserable whiny rants every time Canberra lose. Always hard done by, never their fault. He's the Chris Broad of rugby league. Give him British citizenship and deport him, please. Well, that's it's harsh. It's isn't very it? harsh because sometimes he comes up with really good things. He does. He's not a complete buffoon like Broad. Well, the great thing is, was his great quote is, "It wasn't us out there." Yeah, that's he'll be forever remembered for that. And I'm still trying to work out who was out there pretending they did that. Pretending they were raiders. I know mm. who were they. And I've got to say is that he often. Is correct in his judgments about referees. Yes. I know he can't say anything because you get fined. That's right. But he's, he's been fined heaps over the years. No one's paid more out of the pocket, out of the wallet, 
than Ricky Stewart. And I've got to say, I don't know why he does it. No. He, no, he, no he, discipline, he, no control. Yeah, but he'd be uh, better off that's what bleeds through to the players. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, How can he say, boys, you've got to look after your discipline? Oh, yeah, like you, Stick. Yeah. Yeah, it's enough of that. Yeah, it's true. not me up here. True. And he, he's been... <laughs> it's not me up here. <laughs> <laughs> He'll use it. Now, he's been there a long time. Yes. And hardly any... Yes. Um, well, you call... think they might have stopped listening? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. But, but, but then again, Bellamy's been at Melbourne Storm for 20 years or something. Yeah, but Bellamy's had, uh, you know, he's had the years where they broke the salary cap. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, they, he's had the big wins. Oh, they've broken every rule in rugby league. Yeah, really, and wrestling, they? and they brought wrestling Resting in. Yeah. Oh, that's right, hip drop. Yeah, all that sort all of stuff. cannonball. Matt Men, yeah. you know. Ahead of their time, really. Way ahead of their time. Mm. Now, I, I was going to say that uh, it worries me that um, certain coaches seem to have, I mean, I suppose his record is fairly average. I mean, he would have won as many as he's lost. This stick. is stick. Yeah. So therefore he doesn't cop the opprobrium that uh, no, other coaches right. have got. And you know. he's got them in there. They'll be in the top eight. Yeah. They'll be in the finals, right? Yeah, There's no doubt. Right. That's true. Yeah. Unlike now, poor old South. So I don't think Souths are going to get there. Oh, it's a sad story. What, what is it, the, the, the uh, Brick in the Wall tour? Or That's the Brick in the Wall. They've got five games five all games over. Five should have a look at this yeah. because it does make fascinating work. Well, it's exciting. They usually do well on the road when they go out on the on the road travelling. He's a state. Everyone loves the, the bunnies in other states, Foundation Club, all of that. They Exactly. They've got big following everywhere. Yeah. So they begin around 22 mm. uh, in North Queensland. Right. Then they're with West Tigers. That's the Cowboys. Well, they're Cowboys. Not, they're not going to beat the Cowboys in the form they showed last night, so we'll put that down as a loss, yeah. <laughs> Mercifully, they move on to Tamworth. Right. Uh, Who do they and they Tigers, so that'll be. Uh, oh, that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. Then yeah. Cronulla in Perth. Well, that's a loss. The travelling's going to kill them. Yeah, it will. And then St George Illawarra in Cairns, so well, that's they a go win. from Perth back to Cairns. Yeah. And Newcastle, Newcastle. Well, I think Newcastle will do them. Where's that at Newcastle? Newcastle, yeah. And that's the end of the tour. That's the, that's the, end that's of the, the tour. final brick in the wall. Yeah. Now, the brick in the wall. Okay. Well, a, that's three losses and two wins. They're not going to make the four. They're not going to make the eight. Now. I can't do it. Yeah, but let's focus on the brick in the wall. I was just wondering if Grass, your coach, ever had anything as weird as this. Mm-hmm. Build the wall. It's a team. Now, I'm taking this from, uh, must have been the Burgess, uh, Tom Burgess, is it, who's oh, yeah. still playing for him? Yeah. And he says it's a team theme we've had this year. Mm-hmm. These next five weeks we'll have a bit of fun and we're going on. Oh, bit I of don't fun. like that. Bit of fun. I'd lose. I'd, I'd I'm cancel sure the it fans enjoyed the fun they had last night watching that rubbish they served up. Is that what he means? Well, I think so. Okay. So, a uh, <clears throat> bit of fun going on tour. Mm. I, I think they should focus more on trying to win games than I having fun. Uh, he's got. In, he was wearing the new t-shirt, shirt, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm. We wear these in camp, and I'm really looking forward to it. Wearing a t-shirt in camp. I mean, <laughs> bloody hell! I mean, get a life. <laughs> it slipped a bit, hadn't it? Rugby league. Once a, it was all about you know completion rates and yeah. you know position. Game management, now That's it's wearing a T-shirt. Wearing and a T-shirt and having fun. I don't want to give too much away, but we get bricks, actually bricks for achieving things in games. I mean, okay. simple game for simple people. <laughs> so what do you make... do with these bricks? Hey? Wait, wait, wait. Build an outhouse? <laughs> now, for example, if someone makes a debut, that's a brick. We'll put it on the wall. Everyone decorates their own brick. 
then there's certain things in games if we can achieve... Uh, do I have to go on? No. I mean, this is madness, isn't it? It is madness. No wonder they're not going to make the eight. No wonder they're keen to get in the bus and get somewhere else, get away from those bloody bricks. <laughs> and wear the T-shirts. If I can achieve them, it's another brick. I, I think um, it's a good initiative from JD. That's their coach. Mm. Uh, and we bought into it. We've had it since the start of the year. We bought the bricks over from Redfern. God almighty. Remember that? Righto, boys, get your bricks. Everyone got a brick? Okay, hold your brick up. Lovely, Tom. What are you going to do with yours? Oh, I don't know, I might paint it. Beautiful idea. Anyone have any other ideas? Yeah, we might watch Tom paint his brick. Great. And <laughs> what happened was they they bought into it and then they had to bring the bricks over. Remember that thing they did, that midnight flip from Redfern to the yeah. new digs over at the centre of Was Excellence? that bringing the bricks over? That was bringing the bricks over. Lord, Okay. Uh, what, one brick each in the back of a car or were they walking? No, wheelbarrows. They walked them over. Wheelbarrows? Yeah, oh, commitment, no, right, no, commitment. No, 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 they so called your whole bricks in. Is it, called a, is it called a hod? Is that what you call it? Not Carry bad. bricks in? Would they bad. use a hod? I suppose so. Uh, bricks over from Redfern and set up the wall there at the right. new place. It's all intertwined with bringing the, as he turns a page, yeah. the history. Oh, the no. history? And wait for it. The passion mm. from that area, that's that great venue they left. I don't know why they left that venue that uh, in the park there. In, oh, yeah, yeah, in Redford, Redford Oval. Redford Oval, thanks. Yeah. But that uh, was, was that a brickworks at one stage? Is that the history? No, I don't think that's right. Okay. People may know that if that's the case. Right. We've got that spirit here. The boys have jumped on board and it's, and it's a powerful thing when 13 or 17 blokes mm. are thinking the same thing. Well, 13 is, or is 17. It? Is it? Mm. Powerful. Right. I suppose so. 17 people are thinking that. Woo, watch out. <laughs> so where do they get these bricks from? Why are they historic bricks? What's the importance of the bricks? Oh, look, you're asking the wrong question. I know, I know. I'm you're, just imagining. Were they bricks lying it. about just around Redfern Oval? Were they significant bricks that were part of the foundation of the original building? Oh, the Foundation Club. Foundation Club, Foundation Bricks. So what's fallen down as a result of the 17 missing bricks? And is there only 17 they took or they would add more than one brick? Did Tom put more than one in his hod? Yeah. I don't know. Let those questions rest. Yeah, I know. Now, the shirt features a rather unfortunate graphic, SS, and then there's a lightning bolt, FC. And I had to think, hang on a minute, these guys are going a bit weird. Yeah. Meaning SS obviously connected with... South Sydney Football Club, is it? Yeah, obviously, but the iconography suggests... Oh, something else. What, yeah. Second World War? Second sort of. World War. Okay. So, and, uh, um, you know, FC drags you back to the presence. Right. Now, build the wall. <coughs> now, this is Aussie Tour, yeah. which we talked about, featuring Aussie Tour with the rabbit in between. Right. And then they got Round 21, Friday the 21st of July, Round 22, Friday the 28th of July, Round 23, uh, Saturday the 5th of August, then it goes on to the 12th of August and then right. the last one, uh, you know, obviously is in Newcastle. Fantastic. Can people buy these T-shirts they actually? Can. can you get them at, say, Peter Wynn score or something like oh, that? Oh, you'd be able to get them at Peter Wynn score? Of course you would. Or online? Online. Go online. Yeah. What? Through the South Leagues Club? Well, through just rugby leagues. Or through Tom Burgess or through the three Bs or whatever their... The four trou- Bs. Four Bs. Their yeah. trouser company was. The tra- yeah. So build the wall T-shirt is what you look for. Right. That would be fantastic. Well, that would be wonderful to wear one of those. I just hope it's a good quality T-shirt and doesn't fall apart in the first wash. Oh, yeah. But isn't that great? Now, have you... Did grass ever have anything as ludicrous as that? No. No. Common question. Has rugby league ever been played in Lapland? Almost certainly. 
Finnish historian Henrik Porthen cites Yannick Mackinen's eyewitness description of a match played in 1165. This is bludging on the blind side. Now, like you, Roy, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's a lot going on, obviously, in sport, as you can see, you know, this brick in the wall to it. Yeah. I just hope Roger Walters can come out and play the uh, final event at Newcastle for them. Wouldn't um, that be a treat? It would be. That'd be a real get, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Now, I raise this because... Because um, he has been touring that. He has. Yeah. Uh, that Maurice Yemmer, the former Premier of New South Wales, yes. has taken the job of uh, being the head of New South Wales venues and New South Wales, you know, destination for everything. Oh, He's yeah. the New South Wales chair. I know this is a job you applied for. I did. We might get to that in a minute. I did. Uh, but let me go through it. His, his ambitions are uh, having the Men's Soccer World Cup. Uh, now, we know how much it would cost to get the Men's World Cup. We know that we got one vote and it was $45 million. That's right. So we've got a rough idea of how much it'll cost to get the men's. I don't know if we can afford that, but, mm. you know, maybe you can save money on the Commonwealth Games and go for the <laughs> Blokes World Soccer. Sure. Uh, and Adele. At Venues New South Wales, that's um, his uh, new title, Morris Yemmer. He's the boss of Venues New South Wales. That would be an ideal double header for him. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that works, but, you know, so the World Cup and Adele. Yeah. Uh, now, he edged out more than 100 candidates during a month-long recruitment drive. Mm. This was a role vacated by Tony Shepherd, who introduced the ethical obligation. Oh, that's The right. ethical obligation meaning that uh, people who – you know, have put their hand up to run venues, need to be mindful of the fact that these venues should be run 24-7 because they cost the taxpayer a lot of money to put them up in the first place and should get some return from that yeah. investment. Yeah. Now, it's, it's seen as the most powerful position in New South Wales sport. I've got to say is that it would be more powerful, almost one of the most powerful positions in New South Wales because you would be able to have the grand final here. That's right. Now, the grand final's in some dispute at the moment, I think, about where it's going to be and how yeah. it's not necessarily this year but in years to come. Yeah. It may well be sold off as a top item That's right. at enormous cost. Well, Feathers is using it as leverage, isn't he? He's threatening to put it on the open market. There's a Peter Volandis, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, Captain Feathers. Yeah. He's threatening to put it on the open market and see who tests the waters, Float so to it. speak. Float it. Float it. Now, surely, Yammer, his first thing is to secure the big dance for New South Wales. Indeed. So he's a, a registered lobbyist. He'll earn 70 grand on venues in New South Wales chair. He's also expected to continue work as a lobbyist. Right. He said it was a fantastic after being told he's got the... He's really excited, very grateful for the opportunity, looking to make a mark Good. in something that I've had a lifelong passion for. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, I'm not sure what he had the passion for, and no. I've got to say is that his two events that he's getting, mm. I'm not sure where we stand with these yeah. as uh, being, you know, must-haves mm. or, you know, demonstrate that he's got... The runs yeah. on the board. Yeah. There's an enormous opportunity to use world-class venues and predicts a draw, international acts, visitors and jobs and investment. I'm, anyway, he said his first priority would be setting uh, on master plans for Wollongong and Newcastle. Okay. A master plan. Well, I, I'm a bit clueless here. Yeah. I thought getting people into Sydney, you know, et cetera, would be your first start. Sure. Filling the, the old entertainment centre. Yes. I forget what that's called. That's called... Uh, oh, I don't know what some, it's called anymore. Mm, Theatre, Stadium know. Australia and yeah. uh, obviously the Sydney Football Stadium. Yeah. He said both cities, magnificent locations. There have been great opportunities to drive uh, regional and uh, visits and regional and events. Right. 
Still a bit clueless. Yeah. He also vowed to supercharge events at Moore Park Entertainment Precinct when the archaic concert cap is lifted. Now, this is to do with how many events were able to be had at Sydney Football Stadium. That's right. And I think Premier Minns, the new Premier in New South Wales, has said, you know, he's going to lift it from four a year to, say, maybe 12 a year. Well, it's up to... How do the local residents feel about that? Because they they feel they're impacted. They're impacted They're by, impacted yeah, by well, noise. You, yeah, you put Metallica in the uh, Sydney Football Stadium, you're going to be able to hear it for about... Well, it's not much fun for your locals, no, but, unless you're a Metallica freak, but there probably aren't that many Metallica freaks living there. On, on Lang, Long Lang Road. Mm. Uh, then um, he's also got Greyhound Racing chair in 2017. Yeah. He's been on the board of the SCG Trust. Good. Ahead of the FIFA Women's World Cup, he said it was his dream to bring the men's event yeah. Uh, to, uh, you know, obviously Australia yeah. Yeah. and Sydney in particular. I like the idea that he's Greyhound Racing compliant. Yes. I'd love to see Greyhound Racing as part of any event put on at Sydney Football Stadium. Or games. Why didn't they? I mean, why isn't it there? You've got the 100 yards for the dogs, yep. 100 yards for the humans. Thank you. That's it. It's sensational that we are hosting part of the Women's World Cup and people will get knocked out of how good the ticketing is. Having secured the Women's World Cup, I'm dreaming that one day we can get that blokes. Right. Um now, it's uh, it, the sports minister, Steve Camper in New South Wales, said he, Morris is an outstanding candidate with a wealth of experience, including the 40th Premier, et cetera. Just away a bit there. Roy, you went to these meetings. You sat in on the selection process. You put in a bid yourself. Can you give us a flavour of your bid? Yeah, sure. Look, uh, I, I took a different view to Morris, mm-hmm. to Morris Yema. Uh, I don't begrudge Morris's vision. I think it's fine if it works. That's great. Yeah. So Morris is essentially Adele and the Men's World Cup. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. I, I, my, when I applied for the job, when I spoke to the committee, I, I said I wanted a grassroots approach. Uh, <laughs> I said, totally grassroots. Um, uh, I said uh, I would love to see individual towns in New South Wales celebrate themselves a festival of orange, a festival of graft and a festival of water mm-hmm. and reach out to the many sister city relationships that we have. Uh, I know Bathurst is... Uh, twinned. Twinned with uh, a number of Oslo, cities. Oslo, of Bergen course. in yep, your way. That's right. You know, Minsk To reach out to the other mayors and have hands people across come across, the- hands across the water, billeted with the locals and uh, see what you come up with, uh, perhaps uh, a theatrical experience and capitalise on what the town is known for. Mm-hmm. If it's cannery, well, then let's celebrate our canneries. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's celebrate the, the gathering of the harvest. And so you have a festival of the harvest and you have a, a ball, uh, a, a very formal ball, Uh, a spring ball, a winter ball, a series of balls each year, Uh, and you celebrate each town for what it's known for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this would create growth and interest and you would get lots of people coming not to have the bigger Dell experience, which you can get anywhere, but you can't get get an experience of, say, Cootamundra in June. It's the only... Place there's you can only, have it. only place in the world where you can it's get it. It's like that. And it's like Marulan. There's no I mean, why not celebrate Marulan in midwinter? It's it's a meridian town. Let's celebrate its meridianness. It's the only town on that particular meridian. And so I, I I'm imagining we, we could 
as I said to uh, to the uh, the locals, we we could build say stone circles, and and have uh, a sort of uh, Celtic. Yes, the sun rising. The through sun the rising crack. through the cracks on the twenty second of twenty second of June. And the be December there. The I mean, you, sure, you can take it to Dark Mofo time, but I wouldn't. I, I would keep it Celtic. First celebrate and reach out. I know uh, the Meridian Town is sister sister city to a number of Scottish towns and a number of Irish towns. There'd be people coming out to joining these Celtic or Celtic celebrations. So each town would build its own momentum. Now that was the view I took. Mm-hmm. Now but, it didn't go over particularly well because I was drowned out by those saying, "We want to deal. We want to do. We want to big things." You know. Well, I thought, well, it's rubbish. just not for me. Yeah. No, but. On the other hand, the idea of monster trucks yes. in every... Look, I think monster trucks have their place. I do. And Robosaurus and all of those things. Yeah. They're terrific. And wood chopping. And wood chopping. Of course, people love wood chopping. <laughs> they do. They do. And I, I think, you know, having wood chopping each week, each week... Week, yeah, would build up. Would build. Yeah. To a climax. Yes. And let's not forget that you are prepared to embrace hogs for the homeless. Hogs. Now, none of the other people no. knew what the, you were talking no, about. No, I know, I know. And I was the only one to raise rugby league. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, of course, that goes without saying. Eh? Well, I mentioned rugby league and the importance of rugby league and rebuilding rugby league in our, in. In our rural and regional areas. Uh, yes. Which was the lifeblood of rugby league in days gone by. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we've got to, you know, that's, well, that's where our focus has got to be. And then two of the committee people said, what's rugby league? It's a cute on chronic. A perfect storm. A bloke in the front seat of the Datsun 180B with blood-stained putty knife in the hip pocket. Wait a minute. That's the murderer. Now on Bludging on the Blind Side. You know... When you talk like that, Roy, mm. I can see this involving everybody in the state. Yeah. When I hear Morris Yemma talk, all I think of Adele, who's yeah. not, not not even... I don't mean to be unkind to Adele. She's probably a perfectly nice person, but she's not Australian. No, well, that's what I said to them. I, I said, look, the plan you're going with, I don't want to talk Morris Yemma down. I you said, won't. I won't talk him down. I won't, but I will say this. If you're going to encourage people from overseas to wander into our cities, our major capital cities, with wheelbarrows and expect people to throw money into them and they take that wheelbarrow home, all our money, and you say that's a plan for the development of New South Wales, then, you know, good good luck with that. And we come back to my central point is that he seems to me to be a position now that they're happy with uh, putting Morris Emmer into this job because they know he won't rock the boat. Now, I'm not talking about the boat of entertainment. Mm. I'm talking about the boat of, a boat of budget. Yes. He's never going to do what, you know, the poor old people in, you know, Victoria did with yeah. Dan Andrews and their people yeah. scurrying around in the background, put up a budget of, say, $2 million, yeah. two billion, and find after a couple of weeks it's up to $7 billion, yeah. and then have to go to the public and say, we can't do it, can't we can't afford it, it. we've got yeah. other priorities. Sure. Morris is going to cut his cloth pretty much according to what he's got. Mm. You can expect a lot of New Zealand acts coming. Is that which right? Is, which is disappointing because they don't cost much. No, I suppose not. You know, to get them here. Yes, And yes. forget it about the men's... But, uh, are you suggesting with Adele that the, the, uh, the uh, Yemera... <coughs> Plan is to incentivise Adele, offer Adele money to come here. Is that is that what he's suggesting? 
We pay yeah. these stars to come here to bring their wheelbarrows? No. Is that it? I don't think so anymore. That's going to create fury amongst the people of New South Wales. I know. The one thing I will say is the contracts that say, Adele, you're coming, yeah. we're not paying you, but you can't go anywhere else. And that would draw in Adele freaks from across Australia. You'd be able to fill up the Stadium Australia about 12 times over because people would come from everywhere. They come from Perth, Darwin, they Cook Islands, where they're Adele crazy to have a look at Adele. Well, okay. Well, let's look at Adele then. Let's let's use Adele. You know, I'm mindful of that wonderful Elvis uh, celebration they have annually. Parks. In parks. It becomes Elvis Town and people love it. It's wonderful. It's a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever been on the train filled with Elvis impersonators. Funniest thing you could ever do. Um, (laughs) So let's take Adele. Why don't we have an Adele festival at Grafton? (laughs) <laughs> for a weekend, you be Adele. People dress up as Adele and walk the streets and <laughs> hop on trains dressed as Adele, singing a, singing Adele, Adele songs. songs. I mean, it could be wonderful. And maybe some sort and of it's grassroots. Grassroots. It hurts no one. Yeah. It keeps Aussie money in the Aussie, Aussie shops. Yeah. Now, can I point out, maybe there could be some, you know, big night of focus on yes. a, a talent quest. Who's yes. our best Who's Adele? Who's our best Adele? Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> writes itself, <laughs> it doesn't it? It does. If you want to be our best Adele, come to Grafton August the 8th. <laughs> Nobel Prize winners who played rugby league. Lord Alexander Todd, Francis Crick, James Watson. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, the shock this morning when I came to work was that there's been a secret origin ambush lunch. Now, this really has got me worried. Yeah. Channel 7 has launched a long-range, $150 million attempt to pinch Rugby League showpiece, the State of Origin series from Channel 9. Whoa. Now, as most people will know listening to this program, there are three prongs to the Origin series. Mm. You obviously match one, match two, match three. It's a simple thing, writes itself. Yep. These are their, basically at the moment, their top rating shows, yep. I think, on the Nine Network. Yes, they are. This week... Uh, Seven's Chief James Warburton met with uh, the NRL's Independent Commission Chairman. I like that term, independent. Independent, there. is he now? Is this feathers we're talking about? Feathers, feathers for landers. Mm-hmm. Now, let's not forget that uh, Pete's been away overseas on holidays. On holidays, is he? Yeah, on holidays. Uh, probably doing a lot of quiet work with the American bid. He would have been. Was he in America, HG, holidaying? Yes, Good. in Vegas. Good. And he, they, Peter Valandis, man of fillers, a CEO, Andrew Abdu, they had lunch and it's an audacious bid to buy the highest rating sporting event in the country, which is rates alongside the AFL, NRL, Grand Finals, etc. Yep. More than 8 million viewers watched the series last year. Seven wants to launch a joint bid with pay TV giant Foxtel, mm-hmm. which is the sister division of this, of obviously, of uh, News Limited. Yep. A simulcast with uh, the three games on seven, Fox League and KO. So they've got all bases covered. They have. 
uh, and Seven Plus streaming service to potentially deliver the series to an audience of more than ten million. How would they do that? Why? Because why are more people going to watch it on no, on Seven than because, no? uh, oh, because of the other other Boltons. KO stuff. Bo- Boltons, yeah. Okay. Nine's audience has slumped from eleven million. Uh, or close to 12 million. I'm not sure that these figures are meaningful, but anyway, it's slumped from 12 million to eight, about 9 million right. since 2013. I don't know where those 5 million have gone. No. I just hope they haven't died. Yes. Because that would be a tragedy. Well, it is an aging demographic, people who follow no, rugby league. I don't think it is. No, I think young people are interested. They are. Kids Ch- love it. Channel 7 already works alongside Fox Sport and joined a grim with AFL and Cricket Australia. Mm-hmm. Their offer includes, wait for it, men's and women's and under-19s interstate fixtures with a pledge to promote each game, not just in New South Wales, Queensland, but nationally yes. in AFL markets. That's something that uh, Feathers and Abdo would be interested in. Yes. Channel 7 is also expected to pitch for a broadcast a Sunday afternoon NRL game mm-hmm. when the NRL opens uh, its next TV rights uh, bidding. Right. And the boss declined to comment because of the commercial sensitivity around this long-term sports strategy. I know, Roy, you were at this lunch. Yeah. Was it amicable or it were they laying down the law and saying this is going to happen? Yeah. Or, and were, was money discussed? Yes, money was discussed. Uh, look, I would say Peter Vlanders is a very uh, interesting fellow to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put his cards on the table. He said, uh, and I don't think I'm telling stories out of school here. Yeah. Uh, he said that, uh, in his view, the management of Channel 9 was a joke. And did he and name names? Yes, he named uh, Sneesby. Mm-hmm. He said uh, the only meetings he's had with Sneesby, nothing got through. Well, I'll give you an idea about how that's gone. Mm-hmm. Both Abdo and Volandis spoke to me personally afterwards, yep. complaining about Sneesby, yes. about the AFL being promoted more than rugby league, especially oh, on the Today Show. It is. Now, that's it because is. you're a chasm now. It is. Chasm between the two parties. I know. It's a real snub. It's a real snub. For some reason or other, the, the Today Show have decided that uh, rugby league they're not going to talk about. It's all AFL, AFL, AFL. I mean, what is Sneesby doing? Why isn't Sneesby talking to the floor managers, talking to the producers of that program to get, you know, Carl Cut. and his accomplice. Sarah. Sarah. To get on, them on message. On the page. To have a rugby league player sitting there, as we might have mentioned this before. They don't have to say anything. They won't. Just have, well, they're not allowed they at the to. moment because they're on strike. They're but But to have sitting them there. sitting there and they can refer to them. You know, uh, you know. Today we've got Gutho. We've got Gutho. Yeah, yeah, how are you, Gutho? Don't say anything, mate. No, you can't, but it's lovely having you here. Yeah. And Gutho's here because he's representing the Parramatta Reels. Who yeah. are the Parramatta Reels? Here's the Parramatta Reels story. Only takes a couple of minutes to tell people. I'd love that, having their breakfast. And then Carl will come back and say, oh, wasn't that a great, beautiful story? And if you want more of that story on the Parramatta Reels, watch uh, Current Affair tonight with little, little Alison Magnin. She'll be talking to the... You know, whoever. Et cetera. Et cetera, and, et cetera. And it, that, that's called parallel program. It's called pushing through. Pushing through. Pushing through. And hooking through. me! Now, and the other thing is their cooking segment on the Today Show, I don't know if they have one, they should, yes. might make something like uh, brownies, chocolate brownies with peanut butter in them. Yes. And then off a gutho one. Off a gutho one. Gutho, big and green gutho thumbs just up. thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, he doesn't have to say doesn't have to say well, a word. Not, he doesn't break protocols Does here. Does not. Now, it'll just add a little bit of interest. Exactly. 
Now, the NRL even formed a subcommittee that includes Rabbit's chairman, Mm. Nick Pappas, real estate guru, Johnny McGrath, uh, the Feathers and Abdo, to meet with nine CEO and other networks to try and improve their coverage of the game. Warburton is also aware their arch rivals have already committed $400 million to the Olympics over the next decade, so they're a bit Ah, stuck for money. They are. 400 million is a lot of money. Yep. Recouping that money from advertising is proving difficult because no one's interested in the Olympics anymore. Yes. They're all commie games. They want to spend money on the <laughs> commie do. games. They do, yeah. Now, at the same time, Channel 7 saved 300 million from dropping their Olympic coverage. Oh, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. So it's, it looks as though one's cashed up and the other one's the money's drifting away. Yeah. Now. Yeah, well. Where do you think this is going to end? Do you think they've got a chance, Seven, of prizing these duels? Well, I suppose they do. I mean, money talks. Money talks in rugby league. Rugby league is a money sport. It is. It's always been a money sport. You can only understand it from the point of view of entertainment. That's right. And how entertainment You can only understand it from the point of view of a wallet. Exactly. A wallet. Yeah, a wallet. That's what drives rugby league. My major concern is who's going to call it on Seven? I mean, if it's going to be Bruce and Haim, it's not going to work. No. If Haim's got anything to do with it, I mean, people are just going to run away. <laughs> Take could, us through it. Shut up. Can you can deny that the name Todd Woodbridge came up? Was Todd going from nine to seven as well? Is he part of the deal? Well, I just want you I to... don't want Todd Woodbridge there, no. The world's greatest doubles player. <laughs> Interested in horse syndication? You are not alone. Thousands of Australians have secured a winning start on the equine property ladder with a leg up from the trackside experts Brown and Brown on bludging on the blind side. Now, Glenn from Grafton is saying you need to bring Adele in November to run parallel with the Jacaranda Festival. Well, to be part of the Jacaranda. To be part of the Jacaranda. Yes. Look, I wouldn't sully the Jacaranda. I think the Jacaranda Festival is standalone. Yeah, and people I, I, come from I, I, all over the world to see that. I, I don't want to draw any attention. I don't want to have an Adele festival coinciding with the Jacaranda Festival. Because the flowers talk. You don't, you don't strengthen a weakness to weakness strength or yeah, whatever. No, yeah. You don't. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the rules of rugby league. You don't. You don't. Stand alone, Jacaranda Festival in Grafton. I love it. Yeah. And so the Adele event we'd have to put on some other time. That's all right. Well, I mean, it may not be Grafton. We could have it at Orange. We could have it at Cobar. Have it anywhere. Cobra. Well. There's a thought. There's a thought. Oberon. Oberon, we have to build one of those sort of towns in the desert. We build nothing. Oh. We build yeah, nothing. Hang on, hang on. The locals will make sure it works. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, there's a festival in America I don't know too much about it, the Burning Man Festival. Oh, right. Are you talking about something like that? If I it's don't a know Cobra? the Burning Man Festival. What happens? Well, they, they burn a man. Oh, good. As in, uh, you know, a <laughs> huge wooden right. person. A lot of volunteers, person. are they? A lot of volunteers <laughs> stepping forward <laughs> to be part of it. Right. And people come from all over. Yeah, well, they Because it's would. a sort of rootsy Well, you don't see it very, it's not every day you see a Burning Man. No. Is true. It? True, true. Mind it's you, a, once seen, never yeah, forgotten. Never forgotten. <laughs> and, and talk about talk. Yeah. It does create a lot of chat. Sure. Now, um, uh, you know, obviously there's quite a few other topics. Mm. And one thing that I'm worried about is, and I'm going to have to save this till next week, unfortunately, because the NRL, this is Feathers, yeah. wants Albo, that's the PM, yes. to bring Hollywood to the March the 2nd Festival of Rugby League. Hey. So How's I don't know how this works. I, I just don't know how this works. I hope this doesn't end up being 
a lot of people sitting around, uh, not talking rugby league, but talking about potato scallops and how great they are, yeah. or lamingtons, what a great thing, or Chico Rolls, why haven't we got those, or Pluto Pups. How can Albo get Hollywood there? He can't. He can't. What, send the Foreign Minister Penny Wong over to... Round them up. Round them up and say, you will go... You'll be going to the rugby league, thank you very much. But I don't care if you are on strike. You're going to go to the rugby league. Isn't Hollywood already there most of the time? I would have thought so. They just have to walk down to Alley Giant. I mean, there's stars everywhere. The you stars can't get away everywhere. from stars in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, Wherever you look, <laughs> stars. you just got to give them free tickets to the rugby league. They'll be there. <laughs> I don't think it's got to be Albo handing out the tickets. He wouldn't mean anything to him. They wouldn't know who he was. If you said him, that's the Prime Minister of Australia, he'd say, they what? That guy? I don't think so. <laughs> and it's that, not going to work. On that sober note, we'll have to pack up the bludging in the blindside kit bag and farewell you for a week of sport, sport and more sport. More back with more bludging, same time, same place next week. Remember the podcast. It'll be up not long after we knock up stumps. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.